what the Lord has this morning uh, to go with. So uh, we're going to begin uh, in a very familiar passage in Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 38. Acts chapter 2 and 38, praise the Lord. Glory to his name. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. I'm drawing attention again to that last verse we just read in 41. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you this day. We give you praise and glory for the service as far. And Lord, now as we attempt to read your word, let it go forth as you see fit, as your desire is. Lord, use me as you will, Lord Jesus, to help me, Lord, to put it forth as you see fit to your people and let it be heard and understood. In Jesus' name we pray. And let the church say, Amen, Amen. So this morning, uh, I want to speak to you on something kind of is kind of what they say is an oldie but a goodie. But uh, want to talk to you this morning about the family of God, the family of God. And Brother Paul shared something in Sunday school. Uh, well, I think actually is uh, when we were given uh, spoken request about this time of year. We're, we're now in the holiday season, and it's all about family. And uh, as Brother Paul mentioned, there's a lot of people that this time of year, they just get really down and kind of depressed because, you know, it's a, a lonesome time for them, you know, for whatever reason it could be. Uh, it's a lonesome time, and it just gets you kind of down. It's supposed to be a cheery time, but at the same time, for a lot of folks, it just gets you down. And there's a lot of suicides that's committed this time of year because of the, what brings them down and the depression and such. But I want everyone to know this morning that there is a family that we all can be a part of, the family of God. In this family, there's none greater. There's none greater than this family of God. The Pruitt family ain't no better than it. The Farley family ain't no better than it. The Cow family ain't no better at, than this family. The family of God is the best family in the world. Amen? Glory to His name. Hallelujah. I believe that. I believe that the family of God. So this past Thursday was Thanksgiving, as we all know, and we come together with our families. And the one thing that drew us together, or a couple things that drew us together was, you know, a call went out from either the parent or maybe grandparents to call the kids and grandkids up and say, hey, when can we, what's, what's the best time to get together and sit down and have a, have a meal, come, to get to, to come together. There was a calling that went out. You received an invitation of sorts, a calling for you to, to uh, participate and go uh, and you as a, a part of that family, that family name that you had is what kind of puts you in part of that. You are part of the family. It's an intermediate closeness, that family loop that drew you together for Thanksgiving to celebrate what this past year ha has been for the family. And there's a lot of uh, great blessings to be thankful for this past year, I believe. A lot of, a lot of healings have taken place, a lot of sicknesses that we've overcome. 
I know in my, uh, my family as well, my mother especially, they overcome a lot of things this year, so it was a really good time of blessings. And, but, uh, so that's what, you know, we just come through. And this call goes out to you. And so you know when you prepare for this, as, it, as the time had come, you prepared for the family get-together that you're going to be going to. There is a day approaching soon to come for all who have accepted the call and prepared themselves and received a family name who will be allowed to this dinner. It's going to be a huge family. Have you accepted the call? Have you taken on the family name? Have you taken on the family name? If you haven't figured out yet what I'm talking about, it's baptism. Baptism is the way that the, the ceremony that takes place that puts the family name on you, his name, and become a member of this great family. It is baptism. Paul said in Ephesians three fourteen and 15, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That's what Paul said in Ephesians. The whole family is named with the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Paul received a revelation that Gentiles, that'd be us, we too can become a part of the family through Jesus Christ. Because before then, we know that the chosen people were the Jews. They were, that, that is Jesus' chosen folks. We, there was no uh, salvation for the, the Gentiles, the rest of us. But because of the rejection that they put forth to him, there was a call that went out for the Gentile people that if they too wanted to accept the Jesus, they could be a part of this great family. Amen? And we're thankful for that great family today. So we said that baptism is the ceremony that takes place of how uh, that this transpires and you take on this name. And I, and I know uh, the, I really felt this strong in my spirit that a lot of times, a lot of folks, uh, they may repent, but then when it comes to the next step, maybe a baptism, they kind of hold back and are kind of maybe nervous of it, scared about it, not sure of it. Uh, so they kind of hold back, but there's some couple of things that I'd like to share with you this morning. And uh, if you or someone you know uh, is concerned about baptism, uh, that maybe you can jot down some of these scriptures and and share with someone to help help them along. Number one question I want I want to discuss this morning is when should someone be baptized? When should we be baptized? You should be baptized in Jesus' name as soon as you have believed that Jesus was a son of God who was crucified and died on a cross, then rose from the dead three days later through him that we might have eternal life. The moment that you believe and you accepted the message that was put out. This believing in Jesus will cause you to repent of your sins, ask him to come into your heart, and guide and direct you a different way than you've been going when you take on that name of Jesus. A lot of people repent, but then stop, as I said, and they go no further. But that's not the way the Word explains it should be. And I'm going to give you some scriptures that shows you there's a lot uh, in the Bible, but I'm going to give you just a couple of scriptures that show you uh, this happens. And the first one is one we already read in Acts 2 and 41. We go back to, And then those who gladly received this Word were baptized, and that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. As soon as they gladly received the word of Peter uh, that he was telling them, that that very day 3,000 souls were added to them because they believed and they were baptized immediately, right away. They didn't say, well, let us hold on and ponder on it, think about it, let's get a second opinion. No, right that day, Scripture says, they were baptized. Amen. So then in Acts 8, 
in uh, Acts chapter 8 and beginning in verse 26. We're going we're gonna to read about Philip here. And Philip was uh, one of the uh, uh, first apostles as well. Praise the name of the Lord. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. Now th- that was a key point for putting that in the scripture, that this is desert. Okay, let's go on. So he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. He began to preach Jesus and, and the, the plan of salvation of what Jesus had went through on his behalf. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. Now, remember, we talked about they were in desert. And they, they come to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Praise the name of the Lord. So right then and there, when they come across the water, the eunuch had believed right then and there. And that's exactly when he said, there's the water. What hinders me from right now at this moment from being baptized? He didn't delay. He doesn't hesitate. He believed, and he was quickened in his heart. He got baptized right away. He did not put it off any longer. He was baptized right away. And this lets us know we do not to put off the baptism of Jesus. We are, once we believe in, in, the, in the Scripture and that Jesus was crucified and died and brought back to life, for our sins and our salvation. And when we believe that and we accept that, we're to immediately right away be baptized in His name. In His name. That name is called down upon you. That's the process of which changes your name to, into the name of Jesus. That's what, that name is what comes down upon you. That name is what gives you salvation. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. So, Number two I want to talk about to you this morning is why should we be baptized? Why, why should we be baptized? Being baptized is a process by which we die out to sin, put away the old person, shake off the chains of bondage so that we can walk in newness of life. It unites us with Jesus. It's that uniting process that unites us with him. It is so very important. Let's look at Romans chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. 
Praise the Lord. This is the believer's death to sin in principle. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How should we who died to sin live any longer in it? Once we die to sin, we're no longer to be living in sin. We're to turn from it and walk away from it. Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we'll also be in the likeness of his resurrection. See, that process that's, that's a part of, of being baptized, that's what's going to, that likeness of us passing away the old man, the, our crucifixion, like Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. You've got to die out the old man, create a new life. That same process is what's going to arise you come, come uh, uh, the, the rapture time when that takes place. That's what's going to draw you just like it drew Jesus, just like God the Father pulled, called him to be uh, resurrected and drove him up to his right hand. That one day, everyone who has accepted that great family name is going to be called up, called up to be, in, be there with him. Jesus, praise the glory in the name of the Lord. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Once, you, once you've completed that process, you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, you're free from sin. You've died away from that. You're going to get up. You're going to walk away a new creature, a new person, a newness in life. You don't have to, you don't, and God takes that guilt away from you of that as well. You don't have to live with that guilt anymore. You don't have to ponder on all those things that you had done. It's gone. It's history. You forget about it. Don't worry about it. If it, if it tries to creep up back in your mind, you just rebuke it and you say, that's not me. I, that time has passed. I'm walking in a newness of life. I'm going on for Jesus. I'm going to be resurrected one day with him, and that's my hope, and that's my family of God that I'm going to be with. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to be with the family of God. Praise his holy name. Glory to his name. In Acts in chapter 22, in, in verse, starting in verse 6, I want to share with you what, what happened with Paul. Acts, in chapter tw- uh, Acts chapter 22 and verse 6. Now it happened as I journeyed and came near Damascus, about, at about noon, suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me. And I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. And since I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came to Damascus. And we all recall that uh, Saul at this time was uh, blinded by this great light. And then a certain, certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good testimony, with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me, and he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And that same hour I looked at him. 
Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you that you should know his will and see the just one and hear the voice of his mouth. Not only did he see him, he heard his voice. For you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now why are you waiting? Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. There, that, that lets you know there again. It's not to be delayed. It's not to be put off right away. Saul, uh, Saul was a man who was working on behalf of the priests. He had the proper papers to go in and per- persecute uh, the, the Jews who believed, who believed in Christ. He was pers- persecuting, dragging them, men, women, and children out into prison. And on the road to Damascus, while he was going to do this very thing, do more persecuting, he was even a witness. And I think he was thinking about this at the time that this happened to him. Prior to this happening, he was even, probably even thinking about uh, what had just happened to uh, Stephen, that the stoning where he saw and uh, uh, witnessed that. I think he probably would have had that contemplated in his mind. And so right away he believed and he accepted what Jesus had told him on that road to Damascus. And he said, and why are you waiting? Arise, be baptized, wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And they went on from there. And Saul eventually got his name changed to Paul, and he became one of the greatest apostles that the Gentiles people follow and follow the words and the books that he wrote in the Bible. Very, very good. So we put on the name of Jesus Christ when we are baptized. There's nothing greater than putting on that name. You know, we, uh, a lot of folks, there's nothing wrong with being proud of your family name. There's that family crest that a lot of people uh, can have up in their houses. There's nothing wrong with being proud of your family name and your heritage and where you come from. But when you put on the name of Jesus Christ, there's nothing like it. And it's going to carry you through past this world because you will spend eternity somewhere. And it's up to you or where you spend eternity. And if you have that name of Jesus Christ applied to your life, then you have no worries of, the, of this next life to come. There's going to be nothing but joy and celebration. I want to share with you Galatians in chapter 3 in verse 26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And that's just what I explained to you. When you're baptized, you have put on Christ. Baptism is a public representation of what of which Jesus saves a believer. It is one's personal faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Do you believe that truly and wholeheartedly this morning? Do you believe the man Jesus that walked the earth of his death, his burial, and resurrection, and that he is the true Messiah? He is the one who is going to call us into heaven on that great day. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus himself said in Matthew 10 and 33, But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him, but I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. There is only one way to become a part of the family of God, and that's baptism. And you don't, an act of baptism is not denying Jesus before the Father. Except, baptism is the acceptance of Jesus and applying of that name to your life. Glory to the name of the Lord. Pastor, you can come on up, back up. I wanted, I wanted to uh, leave you this morning with just telling you simple that. The baptism is so very important, and I hope, I hope that each and every, every one uh, that I was become a part of this great family of God. There's no other family like it, and we will all rejoice in heaven one day 
because we have taken the process. This process has not changed. When we discuss the book of Acts, we're, we're discussing what's considered the beginning of the church or how on, on behalf of this morning's uh, title, this beginning, beginning since Christ's resurrection of the family of God that I'm so happy to be a part of, and I hope you are too. And we need, and we need to share this message with as much of our family and our friends as we can because there's no doubt in my mind that Jesus is soon to return. He's soon to return, and we don't, need to, to, we don't need to forget that. We need to always be walking in his footsteps, walking in Jesus' footsteps, following him, asking him for guidance and direction, and he will, he will soon come back for his church. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand.